4: We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't launch his presidential campaign last night, Ron DeSantis, kicking things off on Twitter and... 30 minutes worth of glitches later, and we were off and running... In the race for the White House. That was a hot mess
5: inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck.
4: Now, substantively, the guy did a phenomenal job, but we're going to get into the reaction from the media, the Republican field. And, of course, your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons. Tudor Dixon is on the show today from the great state of Michigan. Diamond Dave Landau going to be here as well. 888-788-9910, the phone number if you'd like to join them or me. You know the rule on the show is the same one every day. You can sing along at home or in the prison bunk, wherever the hell you happen to consume this show. It doesn't matter. Just be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, If you watched me on The Five yesterday, that was exciting. It's a high honor to fill in on the number one rated show in all the cable news. That's a big deal to a guy who went to community college and drove a taxi and kind of hustled his way up. It's very cool. Um, So thank you for that. If you watched me on Hannity last night, thank you for that as well. Uh, Tonight I will be on the Ingram Angle at 10 o'clock on the East Coast, and I will also be on with Kennedy in the 7 o'clock hour on Fox Business. Right now, of course, I am here with you uh, where I don't have any— Clips to play you, <laughs> any video clips to post on the website of what DeSantis did last night during his launch. That was embarrassing. Uh, listen, I'm just going to give you some objective criticism and some fair criticism. OK, Ron DeSantis obviously not in charge of tech support over at Twitter you know, that wasn't his job to make sure the servers were up and running and everything in between. That was Elon Musk's job. He and his people were in charge of maintaining the servers. You gotta do better than that, one would think. Uh, but where it does reflect on DeSantis in a small way is this was the biggest political event of his life. And he chose to roll it out on an untested, unproven medium.
6: That's Use your common sense. One
4: would think. Now, understand, he was going for something there. He was trying to take his message directly to the people, run an end around the mainstream media. And for that, I think he should be praised. Uh, And to be clear, it didn't, like, lose him the nomination. It's not over now. It's not, like, so drastic. There's no recovering. Uh, But the point is it wasn't good, okay? Not the end of the world because nobody knew how to find Twitter spaces, which is the streaming service on Twitter that he was broadcasting from. But that is also why I think it was a bit of a dumb move, is we waited a year for this announcement, and then he had it on a thing nobody knew what it was. I think he's got a point. Okay, like I was sitting here last night uh, after I got off the 5, okay, at 6 o'clock. We're getting ready to watch the announcement. And I'm literally on a floor with people who are producing live television, meaning sending signals up to satellites, cutting live video of breaking news, miking guests, tuning into remote guests. And they themselves are standing around with me going, how do we get this thing to play? That can't be good. So in that regard, uh, it was not an effective use of the platform this guy has rightfully earned. He's the top raising Uh, He's the top fundraiser right now in the Republican Party. He's got the most popular state in the country in terms of viability. It's got the lowest unemployment rate, lowest black unemployment rate, highest rate of tourism. Okay, the schools are thriving, the crime is down, more people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. DeSantis, by all accounts, would be the favorite in this election. Wrong. Well, it is wrong because in this instance, you've got a former president running for a second term. So DeSantis is going up against, you know, I tell you, tell you this about Donald Trump all all the time. You could like Trump. You could hate Trump. okay, but he is a known commodity. He's a former president. He's been a celebrity in the public eye for 30 years. And when you get in the ring with him, okay, he is fighting in a very unconventional style. He's funny. He's got a sheer force of will of personality that gets him out of a lot of trouble. I've always said, you know, Trump is like Batman. Every time you open up a newspaper and you're like, oh, they got Batman now. He's pinned to the wheel of death. He ain't getting out of this one. And he does. He turns a lot of his negatives into positives. When he did that CNN town hall and they confronted him on the E.G. and Carroll lawsuit, he got laughs. Called her a crazy person, made fun of him. When they confronted him about the government or the border or any of his policy differences with Biden, he got laughs, made fun of them. Okay, but again, to the viewer, to the consumer, They were made to see his weaknesses as strengths. Trump is good at this, you guys. He's really good at this. And you need to understand, you could hate him with all the fiber in your being. Speaking to you as like a sports fan, the fact that he won the presidency is probably considered the greatest athletic achievement we've ever seen. Because in doing so, he had to not only beat, obviously, the political establishment, the Obamas. He had to get through the Bushes in this particular one because he had Jeb Bush on the ticket. Okay, certainly the Clinton dynasty was there as well. The entirety of media, all of late night comedy, all of Hollywood, all of professional sports. And oh, by the way, he also had to get through his own political party.
3: He knows what he's talking about.
4: Mitch McConnell and the Republican establishment want nothing to do with Trump winning the presidency. And he went out and he won it anyway. (laughs) They then staged a soft coup to get him out of office. It was called the Mueller probe. We now know through the findings in the Durham report, we have now confirmed what we knew to be true for the better part of the last three years, is that the entire Russia collusion hoax, which was an actual hoax, okay? It was made up by these sick people. It's made up. OK, opposition research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign and then strategically leaked to the media like it was a bombshell discovery. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did him, And they wound up losing anyway. So you understand Trump has overcome a lot. A lot of people saw him get impeached right through it, he got impeached a second time right through it. He's still the, the he's still the favorite. January 6th, he's still the favorite. OK, he was just found criminally, li- criminally liable, civilly liable in the Eugene Carroll suit his poll numbers didn't dip a bit, okay? There's a real rally around the flag mentality when it comes to Trump right now because people realize, okay, they're not just persecuting Trump, but they're persecuting everybody who supports him. So in that regard, Trump has a base. Is it enough to win the general election right now as presently constituted? The answer would be no. No. He act right now, he would not win the general election because you've got to peel off independents. You've got to peel off a percentage of Democrats. And so many of these people are already hardened in their perception of Donald Trump, regardless of the job that Joe Biden has done inside the White House. Biden sucks. Oh, he's terrible. He's governing like the worst president we've ever seen. But seriously, I don't you couldn't name one in our lifetime that opened the border, got inflation to a 40 year high. watched the schools fail and stood in the way of actually improving them. Decimated our domestic energy production outsourced everything to China in the name of cleaning up the environment, despite the fact that China is the biggest polluter in the world by a margin of five? Do you understand? We're trying to quit smoking. We're buying the patch off a guy who's got a cigar in each hand. That's China, okay? They're not playing along with any of this environmental garbage, but they're happy to sell us the infrastructure. They own 70% of the lithium-ion batteries that it will take to power those EVs. Okay, so they're making money off of our quest to clean up the world as they continue to pollute it. Ergo, okay, nothing we're doing will ever have an impact. We share the planet. It's a swimming pool. Okay, all we're doing when it comes to environmentalism is down in our end, we've created a no-peeing section in the pool. But guess what? If they're peeing in the rest of it, it's going to make its way into ours. <laughs> So, you understand, Joe Biden's the worst president I've ever seen. And I'm not saying that as a Republican or a Fox News strongman. I'm saying that as an objective American who roots for the president no matter who it is. Okay? I am a guy who roots for America. Okay? I'm a conservative, unapologetically so, but I don't do a conservative talk show. I don't get on the air and hope that at the end of the day, I'm like, well, did anyone else register to vote for us? And I don't care. That's not my job. I'm just here to talk to you, share my opinions. Okay? My opinion is that we're failing the country as a whole. By being as, as devoted to our parties as we are. We've gotten so hyper-partisan that oftentimes we're overlooking the best interests of our country. Okay, that's how Biden got elected. Trump was a, consequentially a good president. We didn't like the messaging. We didn't like the behavior. But the point is the economy was better. The border was better. You understand. Okay, we were energy independent. These were good things that drove down cost. You didn't have to deal with inflation. You didn't have to deal with record levels of fentanyl poisoning deaths, and you didn't have to deal with people quitting the police force because they didn't feel supported by the guy in the Oval Office, okay? It's a bad America right now, and DeSantis wants to be the guy to take it over and turn this bus around. I'm just telling you, talking strategically. He didn't lose the election last night, okay? But it's it's, it's, it's a rollout that you waited a year for. And the media now has the upper hand of saying it sucked. It wasn't good. It was a failure. It was an embarrassment. It was a glitch. I promise you that's the headline. Okay. Going on to Twitter, which, you know, might be cool and hip, but direct to the consumer. The problem is everybody on that Twitter uh, last night was somebody who already supported DeSantis or hates him because they like Trump. But the point is they work in politics. The audience for that stream, you'll hear numbers. Oh, 2 million, 3 million. Yeah, it's people that are on Twitter. Okay. But Twitter's not the real world. Okay, if you were on Twitter after that announcement last night, half of the people said, well, the glitch cost him the election, it's over. The other half said, well, he did so well after the glitch, he's officially won the election. What do both of those things have in common? Neither of them are correct. Twitter is an echo chamber. Okay, where people are rewarded for their confirmation biases. You figure out who agrees with you. You tweet things they like. They give you a little digital dopamine. You get a little like. You can shoot it up right from your phone. Oh, it's so good, honey. Not now. I'm fixing on Twitter. Okay, so it was a very, you know, one note audience. And you don't get the video clips bouncing around the Internet of him being cheered on by an enthusiastic crowd. You don't get that air of inevitability that they were trying to project. So you get Trump bashing the launch now. You get the media bashing the launch. Joe Biden, 20 minutes into the glitch, they posted on Twitter their fundraising page and said, this link works. (laughs) It actually is a good troll by them. I hate everything the Biden administration's doing, but it's a good troll. Biden, you know, DeSantis came out of the gate as good as he was. He was on with Trey Gowdy last night. He did great. All of his policies were great. His message is good. His record is good. Okay, his vision for the country is fantastic because he's flying into the storm on a lot of issues private citizens don't want to speak up about for fear of retribution. Imagine the level of blowback coming your way if you're a governor. Okay, that's where DeSantis really does have a secret sauce. He is the guy, him, nobody else, who has taken the fight to war corporate, woe corporations. He's the guy that's fought with his DEI, these diversity and equity and inclusion mandates that are killing, you know, companies. Okay, he's the guy that stood in the way of people indoctrinating students in kindergarten with gender ideology, as opposed to just teaching them to read or write. Okay, a lot of people, okay, namely parents, agree with his positions. Do a lot of these people want to speak up for those positions in public? The answer would be no. No, but they can vote in private for them. Okay, according to polling, the Parental Rights and Education Act has the support of about 82% of parents, which means DeSantis is leading the league in positions, okay, that people agree with but don't want to talk about. It's hard to quantify that in polling. Okay, but the guy has a good message. He has a very viable campaign. And there's no reason that we should be, you know, discounting him. I just, you know, speaking objectively, I just didn't like the launch. Okay, it sounded like a boring talk radio interview because they were kind of flat. They were a little monotone, not a lot of laughs. Like you listen to this show. It's a pretty jazzy show. Okay, the guests are animated. They're funny. They take shots at me. There's toys in the studio. And we're giving you all the substance in the world. We're just giving it to you in a way that doesn't make you fall asleep behind the wheel. You know, that last night would have really benefited from a cheering crowd because when a politician speaks to you in plain talking points, even if you agree with every one of them, it's boring. You know, when you get a crowd cheering and interrupting him and you have some spontaneous moments of laughter, you're like, oh, this is a good thing. This is goodwill. Okay, they didn't have that last night. Okay, And, you know, to be honest with you, the thing I thought was the weakest of all was that he shared it with Elon Musk. I got nothing against Elon Musk. He retweets my stuff from time to time on Twitter. He's Elon Musk. I mean, the, f- the fact that he's fighting for free speech alone, I think, is commendable. He's one of the few people in the country still willing left to do it. So believe me, I am all in in my support for Elon Musk and his agenda. But if your goal is Ron DeSantis, you know, the never back down super PAC, I'm the guy that's going to turn this bus around. I don't know that your campaign launch should be shared with anybody. You know, if you want to beat the man, you got to be the man. You know what I mean? And they say it the other way around. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. The point is... DeSantis looked like a tag team partner last night he didn't look like the next leader of the free world okay so it's not you know the end of his campaign uh and I am absolutely not saying he can't win okay but if he does pull this off it will be on the heels of one of the most inept campaign launches that I have ever seen
3: bingo The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up on a Thursday. Going to be a busy one, kiddos. We got Tudor Dixon coming up. She was a former GOP nominee for governor in the great state of Michigan. She's nowhere near done in politics. Diamond Dave Landau is going to be here as well. But batting lead off is Alex, who's hanging out in Brooklyn. Yo, Alex, what's up, my man? Hey,
7: Jimmy, thanks so much for taking the call. Of you know, I agree with you about yesterday's Twitter call with uh, Elon Musk. I was watching it, and I thought it, it, it looked like, you know, when little kids in elementary are trying to make a show and they just can't get it <laughs> off, they can't get it starting because, you know, someone's missing his costume oh. and someone else forgot their script. That's what it sounded like. And <laughs>
4: <laughs> Spinal Tap. There's a scene in Spinal Tap where they can't find the stage and they keep going <laughs> rock and roll. And then they realize they're walking yep. into the closet. And then they turn. They yep. go to the other. Yep, same thing. And Look I
7: also bad. think you know taking Elon Musk for for a conversation when you're announcing is like is is not very good because he's a good guy, but he's just a little awkward. He's not that enthusiasm guy when you want to get the enthusiasm going. But I also think the reason why Elon Musk, uh, excuse me. Uh, Ron DeSantis did it on Twitter as opposed to getting a live crowd and having it live streaming on television across the country. We were, he would have got more viewers and he would have gotten a broader audience from like CNN and yes. Democrats watching it. They would have showed it. Because he was afraid that he would get less viewers than what Trump got when he was live streaming from Mar-a-Lago and then Trump would come out and say hey you, you're not as popular as I am I got mm-hmm. more people because you well, know Trump brings more people listen, to watch him he's more entertaining listen Trump
4: yeah but Trump was going to criticize him no matter what and what he ultimately right. gave if that, if that was the thinking this was still a dumb idea on his part because he gave Trump an even bigger lane which is small audience and a glitching and a glitching platform
7: yeah but it was the biggest one on Twitter so yeah but still, what is I know,
4: you know but but again who's who's watching it other than people who agree I mean if you got to win you got to get your message You're out true. there to everybody. True. And that's right. the thing. Twitter's fine. I'm on it. But but Twitter's not the real world. It's like if you go right. read, if you, you know, go read he the reaction it out on
7: CNN. Yeah. And and now CNN is taking his speech out of context. He could have spoken to the viewers and given them his message straight out there. I'm telling you. Yep. They were it
4: they were too stupid. cute. They were too cute by half. What happens is You know, you know, they say in like Bull Durham, they tell him, see the ball, hit the ball. You know, you're not supposed to think too much. Paralysis from Mm -hmm. analysis. The problem with having the richest campaign is it means you've also hired the most analysts because you have the budget to do so. And Mm -hmm. the people who make these decisions at the tippy top of political campaigns are really kind of out of touch with the electorate. You know, they live in their own bubble. That's Trump's superpower. Okay, the only guy making decisions is him. Uh, and right. he trusts his instincts better than any consultant. So I think it was a strike one, but he'll be fine. He's got a long campaign. He's starting a oh, live. Yeah, ki- the end of it. Yeah, it'll sense, just no. get going. He just let up five runs in the first inning. That's all right. Get back out onto the mound, Alex. We'll do it again soon, brother. Have a great weekend. Back after this on Fox Across America.
8: There is no substitute for victory. We must end the culture of losing that has infected the Republican Party in recent years. The tired dogmas of the past are inadequate for a vibrant future. We must look forward, not backwards. We need the courage to lead, and we must have the strength to win.
4: No, that wasn't a voicemail left on your answering machine or your cell phone. That was a rollout of the number one financed presidential campaign in the country right now. Did it do the trick? Not even close. Listen, I'm not doing the bag on DeSantis hour. I think the guy has a great shot. But as a person who gets on the radio every day and gives you my honest opinion, man, I I was let down by it. I got to tell you, I really was. And they're bragging today, 3.1 million people tuned into one part of the stream. Okay, the peak listenership for that stream was 300,000 people, 300,000. So, yes, three million people tuned it at one point or another. But what did they all have in common? They couldn't hear anything. (laughs) The thing is being defined by the glitch. And again, substantively, he did a good job. But whoever came up with this idea was stupid. This was a stupid move. It doesn't mean he'd be a stupid president. It doesn't mean he can't win the election. I promise you it was a stupid move. And there's no way you can tell me, well, was it not for the glitch? Okay, fine. Was it not for the glitch? But the point is you didn't factor that in. Okay, if this happens on TV, every channel covers it. Every news network covers it, whether they agree with DeSantis or not, which means he has an opportunity to get his message to the people he needs to win the general. The general means Democrats. The general means independents. You cannot win this election with Republicans alone, which is why Trump is such a liability to the party right now.
8: There's a slob.
4: There's a real slob. No, I'm not a a slob. He's got me there. But the point is you need to court some of the other side. And doing this on Twitter— in a way in which we didn't even know the broadcast infrastructure was there? Folks, you've never seen every TV network in the country fail at the same time so your campaign launch gets botched. Okay, whoever came up with this plan, this was a, I promise it was a dopey move. You might have thought it was cool. I'm going right to the consumer. Woo! Okay, well, instead you went right to nobody. If 3 million people watched and the peak audience was 300,000, just do the basic math. That means the average person watched for about seven minutes, and that's all they could take. Okay, does that sound like an exciting rollout that's going to galvanize the masses? They got to do better. Okay, this is not the cheer on the Republicans radio hour. I don't owe them that. I don't care, man. I do not forget it. I'm going to go home and throw a football with Lincoln. I'll watch a little TV with Jenny when I get done on the Ingram Angle tonight. I don't care. OK, care about the country, but I'm not just going to sit here and fangirl for candidates. No way. Let me give you some of the MSNBC sound because these are the people, OK, for whatever we think of them, I think they suck. I think NBC, MSNBC is well-dressed group therapy for self-hating white people. That's what I think it is. But in order to win the general election, you have to wind up peeling a few of them off. There are objective people watching those channels that just happen to hold different political viewpoints than you do and I do. Okay, vast majority of them, nuts, self-hating white liberals on the coast. That's the vast majority of MSNBC's audience, vast majority. But there are objective people watching them that just lean moderately to the left and want to get that left wing viewpoint distilled to them. Left wing viewpoint.
6: Do you speak any English?
4: From time to time, I do. Okay, here is John Heilman just telling you the truth about the contrast between the DeSantis rollout and the Trump rollout. Okay, here it is, clip eight.
1: Donald Trump, for all the criticism and all the terrible things that he said when he got down to the end of that escalator in 2016. Right. People still talk about it today. Donald Trump, coming down the escalator in Trump Tower. He made an iconic moment for himself. And part of the reason I was trying to remember, Bill Clinton announcing also announced the old state House in, in October of 1991 in Little Rock. A thing that, again, was in campaign ads for all of 1992. Can you win without a great slot? You can. But you have, you have a, there's a free throw here. And you have all the time in the world, as Ron DeSantis has, to set this up and get it right. And they blew it in that sense. A missed opportunity. And I will say, having come at the end of all of the flubs over the last, in the pre-campaign, all the things they've screwed up in the last two or three months, it is creating this question, which you never want to face if you're a presidential candidate, which is the filter, us. The media and people in the political world looking at you going, hey, uh, can anybody here play this game? That's not the way you want people to be greeting your entrance into the race.
4: So, again, DeSantis makes a lot of great substantive points. I'm going to play some of them for you. But this—it was just a botch. I'm not telling you it's the end. I'm not telling you Republicans lost. I'm just telling you, okay, Our job in the media is to speak honestly, share honest opinions about the people in power or the people who aspire to be in power. This is where liberals fail liberal voters, like liberal media. Liberal media is killing the country right now. They really are because they think their job is to look out for democratic politicians. That's what they think the gig is. So what they ultimately wind up doing is turning a blind eye towards things that should be covered thoroughly – By any politician, regardless of their party affiliation. Like a good example is the Hunter Biden thing. We just held the country hostage for three years over a made up story about Russian collusion. We now know it is confirmed through court evidence it was made up. Okay, the media won Pulitzer Prizes chasing down a story they knew was fake the moment it came out. But you get a story like the Hunter Biden laptop story where we now know for real conclusively that it is real. That it does show Hunter selling influence in our government, that it does show the allegation that Hunter's business partners were funneling money to Joe, and no one in the media is touching it. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is, because understand, that's the kind of story where you chase it down, win, lose, or draw. Okay, the gravity of the potential that a United States president is engaged in an influence-peddling scheme with a foreign entity— would win you every journalism prize known to man if, in fact, you were a journalist. But we don't have journalists. We have activists masquerading as journalists. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But it doesn't mean I don't have to do my job and pull punch, you know, and be honest with you. I don't have to pull punches. Well, he's a Republican. I'm not I'm not here to get him elected, dude. It's not how this works. Okay, but let me give you some of the good points DeSantis made, because he made a good, good points, Okay. And the one thing you know he deserves credit for is being willing to fly into storms that a lot of people don't want to because they're political liabilities. Now, again, that's a Trump strength as well. Trump won office and went to work on securing the border, went to work on delivering for the country on immigration, something that every single politician who has run for the presidency in the last 40 years has promised to do. But the minute they get into office, they don't go near it. They're like, I don't want to deal with that. Immigration's a hotbed. I'm not touching that one. What are you, nuts? But they'll all campaign on it. But here is DeSantis talking about some of the things he has done. Uh, I found the fight with Disney to be interesting. Let me give you that. Clip four.
8: What ended up happening, though, is that they had this cushy arrangement that they got decades ago where they had their own government in Central Florida. They were exempt from laws that everyone else had to follow, and they get, were, got massive tax breaks and even racked up municipal debt. So what we said was, look, we, we're not comfortable having this company on a pedestal joined at the hip with the state of Florida. Our values have just gone in different directions, and so we ended their self-governing status. They now have to live under the same laws as everybody else, and they have to pay their fair share of taxes. <laughs>
4: And that's the kind of thing, yes, if you said it in front of a crowd of 5,000 people, you would have got cheers and you would get a great video and a great soundbite. And it would have made sense to independents and moderates that said, yeah, why are we giving away this store to Disney while they force their ideology down our throat? You see, what the left is getting away with right now by making conservatives communicate in a vacuum is the never-ending mischaracterization of our positions. Like, for instance, okay, Target is selling right now children's bathing suits that have a tuck feature so a boy can wear a girl's bathing suit and tuck in their wang.
6: It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. No,
4: it really is. If a two-year-old boy thinks he's a girl, it's because the parents forced it on him. It's not because a two-year-old boy even knows what transitioning would mean. A two-year-old boy does not have body dysmorphia, does not know, cannot be diagnosed. This is people weaponizing ideology. But when conservatives speak back against that sort of thing, hey, don't subject a kid to a lifetime of surgeries, you know, body-altering medications and puberty blockers and hormone injections. That's a little barbaric. Give them a chance to grow up. And if they still want to be trans when they turn 18, by all means, let them be trans. Freedom! Exactly. But when you're forcing it on two-year-olds and three-year-olds and four-year-olds, okay, people who actually raise kids, don't forget, with are the pro-life party. We let them live. Okay, those of us who raise the kids realize how much they evolve over the course of time and understand you should not be committing a kid to a lifetime of anything based on his preferences at the ages of two, three, four or five, especially if you're forcing them on them as a parent. But what the Democrats have successfully done is they said, oh, the Republicans are boycotting Target because they support Pride Month. That is a fact check false. No, it is not anti-pride to say don't cut a kid's junk off, okay? It's actually just pro-kid. It's not anti-pride to say men can't have babies. It's just pro-women, okay? But they mischaracterize our positions. What the Democrats are doing with DeSantis, Trump's doing this a little bit too, is when it comes to his fight with Disney, understand Disney getting special tax breaks from you, the American taxpaying citizen, special subsidies from you, the American taxpaying citizen, and still charging you $130 to get into the park while they lecture you about inclusion. Yo, if you really want to make the park more inclusive, don't work on the pronouns. Work on the prices.
7: Now listen, a little More.
4: I'm just saying. Okay, there's a lot more people getting kept out of the park by the prices than the pronouns. But the fact that DeSantis was willing to take that fight to them, knowing full well they're criticizing him for banning gay people. Knowing full well he didn't ban gay people. The parental rights and education bill doesn't even mention the word gay once in its six pages. But understand, Disney, as they wage this war against DeSantis, gobble up your tax dollars and force their ideology down the throats of their customers. Disney is doing business in 12 countries that criminalize gay activity. So I guess we have some issues. (laughs) On the mainstream level, they don't. That's the point, because the media gets away with mischaracterizing DeSantis' position as, ah, he's banning gay people, and he's fighting with Mickey Mouse. What kind of maniac would fight with Mickey Mouse? Now, is he actually in a fight with Mickey Mouse? The answer would be no. Of course not, and he didn't ban gay people either. But that's where the media gets away with mischaracterizing conservative viewpoints because we're not communicating across the aisle. I promise you, by accident, I create more conservatives than the people trying to do it on purpose because I'm just having a good faith discussion with you. And you probably agree with most of my points because they're not political points. They're common sense points. You know, I'm just a dude. I got nothing. I got a wife and a kid and a bunch of bills. An Xbox I want to play, a cigar I want to smoke. That's all I got, and a bottle of Mictor's whiskey that I can't wait to get my hands on this weekend. Fat,
3: drunk, and stupid is no way to
4: go through life, son. But the point—well, it's been a fabulous way for me to go through life. But the point is, okay, DeSantis is taking a lot of commendable positions. Okay, but you need to get those positions out to persuadable voters. That's why I was disappointed with what they did on Twitter. Because you're just, you you know, you talk about preaching to the choir, but that's what they did. They're like, ah, oh, and then he raised a million dollars in small donations after the hit. Great. Okay. He was going to raise that money anyway. And who did he come in from? Not people who suddenly changed their viewpoints, but people that were already on board with what he was going to do.
5: That is correct.
4: Now, here's Trump, though. <laughs> oh, man. Trump goes out while all of this is going on and posts some bizarro audio in which, like, Trump and Adolf Hitler and George Soros are (laughs) crashing the Twitter spaces. I don't even know what went on here, but he—listen, he tweeted it. I'm going to play it. It's clip 11.
3: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello? Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we— Hello? Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a 2nd I don't think they can hear me. I can hear you fine,
9: George. Just speak to the I don't microphone. think
8: George knows how to use Twitter. Hello, uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just. Hello. Just shut up, George.
3: Can somebody just mute George? <coughs> uh, Dick, could you
4: try not to cough on their own?
9: <coughs> what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
4: I do not know. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be. But Trump f- tweeted out, like, it's like a radio bit. You know, when we write a sketch and we play it for you, like a Bidenica or something stupid, where we're making fun of Biden's mental competency state? The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. Trump tweeted one of those out. Here's the rest of it. It's clip 12. So, anyway, guys, I just wanted to announce that okay. I'm. Okay.
6: I can hear the governor very well. Shut, shut up. George. Would you please
8: shut up already? I'm running for president, okay? Yeah. We kind of already, already knew about know, it. know,
3: Governor. Congratulations, Governor. <coughs> uh, well, that concludes our Twitter space for today. Thank you to all of our...
1: Hold your horses, Elon. The real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential Trump 2024, baby. Let's go.
4: <laughs> now, I'm just laughing because I don't even know what to make of it. It's insane. But that's the portion of this sort of thing that really makes Trump as potent of a force as he is. Okay. Big liability in the general. But right now, Ron DeSantis isn't running in the general. He's running in the Republican primary and he's getting in the ring with the most fierce political power puncher we've ever seen. The point I'm trying to make, DeSantis, is if you want to win this thing, it's time for you and that $200 million pile of consultant money to get your acts together.
0: What can I tell you, kid? You're right.
3: When you're right, you're right. You're right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
6: That's my name. Don't wear it out.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Falla heading down to Knoxville, Tennessee now where Michael's on the line. Yo, Michael!
6: Yo, Jimmy! A little Hall & Oates action. Fantastic. (laughs) So great to talk to you, my man.
4: My man. Uh, Well, in the words of Hall & Oates, can you go for that when it comes to the
6: DeSantis launch? (laughs) Well, look, I I agree it was less than perfect, but look, don't you imagine the DeSantis camp said, you know, if this works, this is leading edge Twitter, this isn't old Twitter, this is new Twitter, and you know they gambled and they came up snake eyes. So I gotta I gotta say, you know, I wish it had worked, it didn't, but I gotta give it to them, at least they tried something out of the box. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yep. No, 100 percent like that. It's funny because I tweeted something like that earlier in the day is that, you know, they rolled the dice, didn't quite get the return they wanted. But the fact that he's willing to sit up there and take an hour of unscripted questions is a lot more than you can say for the guy he's running against, you know, and at the end of the day, that's what this is going to come down to.
6: Absolutely. What did they do? Let's see. They released a video, gave Biden some pudding and sent him to bed early. I mean, it's going to be another basement campaign. They're nervous.
4: Yep. Are you glitching? Who the hell you glitched out? Who's in charge of your phone signal? Elon Musk. What's going on here, Michael? I'm kidding. You're the man. I'm
6: sorry. I'm (laughs) driving down 75, bro. I love it.
4: I love it. We'll keep on trucking, brother man. We'll do it again really soon. Great points as always. God bless
9: you, Jimmy. Thank you. There he
4: goes. Michael ripping it up on Route 75. Boy, do I know that feeling. Uh, We're back in the next hour. Tudor Dixon's going to be in the house. Rumors of a Johnny Joey Jones sighting as well.
3: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh, there it is, and we are back in action. And we are stacking the radio deck in this hour. Tudor Dixon's coming by. She was a Republican nominee for governor in the great state of Michigan. We're also going to have Johnny Joey Jones singing backup. Diamond Dave Landau around the corner. And we'll also get to your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. Even smoke signals. Elizabeth Warren might be listening. You never know how they're going to communicate with you on the show. But the point is, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and everybody is welcome regardless of their political ideology. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Clearly, we don't care how smart or dumb you are. Just based on this next caller alone. I'm kidding. We love Barry. And he joins us now from Los Angeles. Barry.
5: Oh, nice, Jimmy. Um. one shot at so, you. Uh, by the way, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to what Tom Chaloux said on Gutfeld uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I, I know you have some association with Gutfeld because he made the comment how Trump had a bad week because Trump was going to the left of DeSantis, which mm-hmm. I totally agree, agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in regard to DeSantis, um, my problem with DeSantis had nothing to do with yesterday. It has to do with the timing of all this and all the crap that he's done the last four months, what the hell was he doing in Asia as the Governor of Florida? Mm-hmm. So well I declare okay. I mean you know going back to the you know uh, Trump going to the left of DeSantis, I don't like that Trump criticized him for going after Disney. however, I'm going to criticize DeSantis now because it doesn't really look good that you started this fight with Disney, then you went off to Asia. To do something else, and you come back, and just Disney says that they're pulling 2,000 jobs that yeah. they were going to create. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my biggest problem with DeSantis.
4: Well, here's the thing, okay? I didn't like the rollout. And I
5: like, I like DeSantis. Okay. I'm not an anti-DeSantis yeah, yeah. guy.
4: No, I like the rollout. Um, the, the reason he's over in Japan is like one of these things, when you're running to be president— they try to meet with as many world leaders as they can because it kind of credentials them and normalizes the idea that they can handle those types of high-level talks. Uh, you know, yeah. it's – it's listen, it's not unique to him. That's not unique to anybody who runs for president and tries to do stuff like right. that. Right, right. But, but, so I yeah, get but that. It,
5: it is It is unique to somebody who started a fight with a – multi Well, it doesn't mean he gave up the fight.
4: The Num- it doesn't mean he gave up the fight. Number 1, number 2, understand this. I don't like the government bullying the private sector, but that's the reality. Like if you look at auto manufacturers right now, <laughs> the government is forcing oh, them to make cars I, they don't even want to make.
5: No, you know. I like I like what I no, I'm I'm all for him going after Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. But don't leave in the middle of the fight.
4: Well, he didn't listen. He's I'm back. Sorry. It's not. He didn't Whoa. leave in the middle. It's not a boxing Whoa. match, Barry, where there's like one guy comes out of the corner and has to punch air now while he's gone. You can still maneuver. You still communicate it's, with your staff.
5: When, when, you, when you're over it. What happened while anything? he was gone? Did when, Disney when he, take
4: over the state?
5: No, but they pulled 2,000 jobs right when he got back.
4: Yes, but can I tell you something about the citizens of Florida? They're happy about that because they feel like their state is overcrowded because it's become so popular. And the last thing they want in Florida is another 2,000 people moving in that hold the values of the state of California. So that's not – like locally Desantis's po- popularity has only gotten higher in the aftermath of the Disney skirmish because the people that are directly impacted by it like his position. They don't want Disney trampling them, but I get. Listen, your, your your opinion still holds value to me because it's your own, and and, and I want you to feel comfortable expressing no, it.
5: Right? I, again, the, the the bottom line is you're not you're the governor of Florida. I mean, you realize he's only four months into his second term as governor of Florida. Yes. You know, and that's my my biggest problem with Trump going after Desantis is from day one. Trump should have just said, "Look." I voted for you to be my governor for four years. What the hell's going on?
4: Yeah, but again, uh, no, but it's not because how many guys that are governor run for president? And they do it in the middle of the terms. They do it at the beginning of the terms. He's not doing – this is the thing, Barry. He's not doing anything unprecedented. Do they start running
5: for president?
4: If,
9: if like that's, where the, if that's where the
4: election cycle is. But he didn't start running. He waited till the legislative session was over so he could deliver what he consi- considers to be a successful you know, series of deliverables for the people. Now, again, I promise you there's nothing he's doing that's unprecedented. Whether or not – the only thing he did that was unprecedented was that dopey Twitter launch. That was dopey. Like, I'll give you that. That was dopey. uh,
5: Again, I have no problem with that. Again, uh, I'm looking at the the man, and it's like, you're telling me you're the governor of Florida, then be the governor of Florida until you're running for damn president.
4: Well, he's still the governor of Florida. Even right now, he's still being the governor of Florida.
5: Well, I understand that, but, you know, it's – I, you know. I'm, I guarantee you, everybody in Florida is very happy at what he's done,
9: mm-hmm.
5: or you know, eighty percent of the people. Mm-hmm. But I bet you there is a, a big chunk of them that aren't real happy that they voted for him for basically to do three months of work.
4: Well, here is the thing: he's not going to he's not going to do just three months of work. He would ostensibly be the governor until a potential swearing in, which wouldn't occur until twenty twenty five, Barry. So, yes, you can campaign, Uh but you're still responsible for the, you know, for the position that you fill and understand Uh just so you know, because we're talking about, you know, whether or not this is a a normal thing. We've had 18 presidents who were governors at the time they ran for president who won. I'm not even talking about guys who ran. My guess is the number of guys who ran is probably 30 or 35. But I can tell you eighteen off the top of my head, going back to Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, Martin Van Buren, um, Tyler, Polk, Johnson, Rutherford B. Hayes, Grover Cleveland. Well, technically, president twice was a governor, and you know, so you've got guys.
5: Right. And like, you have no idea. Number one, you have no idea if they were active governors when they were running. Well, they number were. Two, That's the point. Two, every, okay, the the every only guy, guy who you, wasn't was Grover
4: active, Cleveland because he ran non-concurrent.
5: And and every guy that you just named. Mm-hmm. Was running back when the election. Oh, oh well, was
4: well, excuse. Excuse me. George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter. Uh, Reagan no longer governor Ronald, when Ronald he Reagan ran. No, of, but of 18 people, I just gave you 17 who were one who wasn't. I mean, I and I'm telling you, there's probably another 15. I'm just talking about guys I know who were governors who went on to become yeah. presidents.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. And I, just, I would like to know what the timing of when they actually started running for president was and when they were in the middle of their term. And I guarantee you, I, I or I don't guarantee you, but I'd be willing hey, to bet hey. almost every one of them had probably been at least well over a year into their second term before they announced for president.
4: Ooh, I don't know. I don't know that that's true because it really just depends where the cycle breaks. It's not dictated by him. It's dictated by this is the election year and he's the governor. So what are you saying? He should sit it out? If he thinks he has the best chance to be president.
5: No, I'm saying I'm saying number one. Barry, he
4: doesn't get sworn in for another like just so you understand it's it's May of 2023. He wouldn't become the president till January of 2025,
5: I, 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 at right. which would,
4: point would be, he served three quarters be, of his be, term.
5: No, he served half his term.
4: A little more than half. OK, but understand that's not not it's not four months into the thing and he vacated the position. You see, you're characterizing this as something other than what it is. That's what I'm trying to say. I get I listen. I get your reservations and you're absolutely Uh, entitled to them.
5: uh, And again, like I said, nobody nobody can prove to you that Disney didn't pull. I'm not saying Disney did pull out because DeSantis was out of the country Mm -hmm. at the same time. If I'm if if I wanted those jobs in my state, I'm like. But I, apparently, you say they but don't. He, but,
4: but he doesn't need them. He does, like listen. They have the, again, this is, They have the and lowest and unemployment the way, rate in the, the country. Way, I'm,
5: I'm 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 talking to you from California. Yeah, of course. And this is just the way I see it
9: mm-hmm. as
5: him being a governor. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's that's how I view it. So I don't really, you know. That's it's my perspective as a Republican voter. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's more Republican voters than people in the state of Florida. No question. Not many, but, but, but
4: if you, there are some. But if you were to poll every single person in the state of Florida, they would tell you there's nothing they care for less than the opinions of someone who lives in California. So but it's kind of like, yeah, it's like I, you're within your jurisdiction I, it, with me, but with them, I don't think they care. But You're still well, the best. Okay,
5: so, so I, 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 agree, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, but that really doesn't make a difference except for – who wins the Republican nomination in Florida. No question. And right now, we don't even know if DeSantis is going to beat Trump in Florida. No, we don't know.
4: Uh, You know, the early nominating contests tell the story. Like, Trump lost Iowa in 2016 to Ted Cruz. And stuff stuff like that can be a game changer. And I think what you'll see happen now is the gaps will close as guys get out there and campaign. But it's all going to come down to that first debate in August is really, really matters. Like, if Trump gets on the stage and delivers a knockout punch, he's really going to be hard to beat. But if Trump avoids that stage and these guys position themselves as sensible alternatives who agree with every one of his policies but don't bring the baggage, Trump will lose. That's the thing. So it's a very winnable right. race for Trump, and it's a very losable race for Trump. And, you know, my job one way or the other is just to call a fair fight. And, Barry, I believe you're doing that as well. So let me hang up, though, because we're going to break because we have a guest. There goes the great Barry in Los Angeles, California. And uh, there we go back after this.
3: It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver.
2: Thank you. I just had it stuffed.
3: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: It is Fox Across America, an all around feel good show. People love the vibe. But for all the accolades that come our way, let the record show we do need better security in this studio. Because joining us now, a man who just straight barreled in. He pulled a Kool-Aid, (laughs) roller-skated through the wall. Johnny Joey Jones is here. Good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I, well, I love how—I don't know that it's consensual. He's just like, I'm coming on your show. <laughs> and you're like, honestly, you're the only guy that my audience likes enough that could pull this. There would be questions if we had an unannounced guest and it was anybody but you, but good to see you, man.
10: Ah, oh, it's good to be here.
4: Can I break some news for the uh, TV viewers who watch the channel? Johnny Joey, scheduled to host the Fox News tonight next week in the 8 p.m. hour. Are you pumped up?
10: I am. It's, it's a great
4: opportunity to—
10: um, it's host rad. to host a show solo mm-hmm. and uh, really dig into things. Yes. You know, Dr- with the shows that we do, yep. we're sharing our opinion with four or five other people. Yeah, yeah. Or three or four other people. Mm-hmm. And to have the whole hour to really get into stuff that I care about, yep. I'm excited.
4: Yeah, you're Gladys Knight instead of the Pips. There we go. <laughs> you're singing "Heard It Through the Grapevine. It's a solo. <laughs> it's going to be great. But, you know, the old adage we use a lot, like even when, I, when I've when i gotten to host shows, you drive it like you stole it, baby. That's
10: exactly right. We're going to have fun with it. That's for sure. I, Go to a meeting here in an hour or two, and um, yeah, you do, and see what they'll let me get away with.
4: <laughs> you know, yeah. When you walk in, there's 33 lawyers. You're like, wait, what's, <laughs> what did I sign up for here? This isn't good. Johnny Joey Jones is in the studio. Uh, did you watch the DeSantis uh, roll out, or did you at least try to?
10: Well, you know, I tried to, and
4: uh, no, I was I was otherwise tasked. Well, I thought his best line of the Twitter rollout was, yeah. I- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a solid line. Couldn't hear a lot. Uh, what are you going to do? You know, it wasn't the overwhelming
10: stage performance you're
4: looking for. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I guess we'll find out if that matters to voters. I don't Listen, I really don't know that it does in the long run. Where I was criticizing it is as a sports fan. You know, yeah. the execution of his campaign. Because I don't put this on him. They have $200 million, which means a lot of people are getting paid to offer up ideas. We and kind of. Yeah.
10: What's great about this Twitter announcement with the 40-minute yeah. stagger is it kind of resembles like his actual announcement. He's yeah. been announcing he's going to run for two months, <laughs> and that's kind of how it went, right?
4: It's been going on forever, and we finally got the big moment. <laughs> and now this is where I would give him credit, though, okay? He was the one guy who didn't shut down his state forever, so he's not that good on Zoom. You know what I'm saying? If he had locked down longer. He's one of the guys. Yeah, I don't think Georgia had any any uh, mask mandates
10: at all. We, Give Kemp credit, man. Kemp, Kemp did. A, and you look back at the election, and everybody wants to make Trump the center of attention. And I don't mean that like to take away from Trump. Mm-hmm. They want to make him the center of all failures. They uh-huh. want they want his failure to be, um, a, you know, someone else's success to be his failure.
9: Mm-hmm.
10: Kemp didn't get elected because he does or doesn't like Trump. Yeah. He got
4: elected because of how he handled COVID. Absolutely, he kept the economy open. If you remember. They the media reaction to Kemp was that he was conducting an exercise in yeah. human sacrifice. <laughs> it's a nice thing about the media is they don't get dramatic at all. <laughs> no,
10: no, not at all. I mean, from, you know, from letting kids go to school. Oh, the horror to, um, you know, the the way that Stacey Abrams played uh, the MLB probably went factored a lot into it. I don't know what you know about Georgia. I know yep. you're a sports fan. Yep. But not being a Georgia sports fan, you might not get to celebrate as much as we do. But hey, with the girl, Braves and the Bulldogs, <laughs> we get a lot of championships, and, uh, and people care about that. Like you're riding high right now, Jimmy. I'm like a duck, man. I wake up in a different world every day. I don't care <laughs> about the past. Right now, the Georgia Bulldogs are the college football champions. You know, I'm Johnny
4: Joey Jones is in studio riding high, back to back national championships for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> and if we were going to go politics, they also just had a midterm election that showed some of the highest voter turnout in the history of the state this despite the fact that we were told the votes were suppressed jim crow
10: 2.0 or as joe biden would say jim eagle
4: jim jim Jim, hold on let me play the clip jim crow on steroids because i want us to speak to this as sports guys this is jim crow on steroids what they're doing in in georgia so the implication is not that it's just jim crow Okay, it's not Barry Bonds. It's Barry Bonds on steroids. Okay, Jim Crow is bad. This would be worse than Jim Crow, we were told. Are we living in the death of shame? Jimmy, worse than Jim Crow is slavery. Yeah, thank you. You, uh, And and I don't say
10: that jokingly. I mean, that is the truth. Yes. And to think of a state like Georgia that's known for the likes of Martin Luther King and Mm -hmm. Hank Aaron, um, to, to say that the state has some sort of underlying effort to be racist. No, what the state was trying to do was disallow Democrats from having an advantage that was seen in 2020. I think they did a great job at it. I fully supported that law. That's old news, but... It's not old news to Democrats because they will take everything they can in this next election because I think the floor is going to get
4: wiped. Yeah, they're in a bad spot right now. And you can already tell because a lot of the stuff they aimed at DeSantis yesterday, they aimed at Tim Scott the day before. I got to tell you, the white supremacist thing, it was already losing its bite, but it's really (laughs) not effective on a black senator. I got to be honest.
10: Not, not only is it not effective, it's just absolutely disgusting yeah. to tell a man who's done as much as he has in his life, politics notwithstanding, mm-hmm. that he doesn't have the faculty to understand things himself. I mean, mm-hmm. remember way back when it was mansplaining? They can't say that anymore yeah, because yeah. what's a man? <laughs> uh, but way back when it was mansplaining, when when the feminists were really mad that, that a man would say, well, when you when you drive, you need to turn your blinker on or something like that, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, now it's – what are they? They're race-splaining? yeah. You know, I don't understand it.
4: (laughs) What a dumb time to be alive, Johnny Joey. Johnny Joey Jones in studio. Came right into the room like Kool-Aid. We're having a nice time. We're talking about the country. He's hosting Fox News Tonight next week at 8 p.m., assuming we get through the Memorial Day weekend in one piece. Um, One thing I will ask you about the Tim Scott nomination, and this has been a point of controversy on the show. Tim Scott does say that Rocky Three is the best Rocky. That's mm. the one where he fights Clubber Lang, Mr. T, and fights Hulk Hogan, which is pretty theatrical. But can a guy make it to the White House if he says it's not the Rocky where we beat the Russian?
10: Yeah. It, Will guess, he be
4: accused of collusion for not supporting the defeat of a Russian? Number one,
10: Rocky One is the best Rocky. Wow. No, no, no way around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like to see the, the origin story, story of yeah. a superhero. That's what you got to have. because Rocky One is what we can all relate to. Yes. The majority of us have never had fame or fortune to lose.
7: Yeah,
4: yeah.
10: And that's really what the rest of the Rockies are about.
4: That's a very wise beyond your years answer because whenever we ask this to senators and stuff, it so falls under the age bracket. Like, a, <laughs> like a guy like Jim Jordan was on early in the week. He's like, "Of course, it's, you know, it's got it would be Rocky One would be his original pick." Yeah. But now he's come around to the Cold War Rocky. But basically, depending on your age, they pick Rocky One. If there are age, they usually pick four yeah okay but you are the wise beyond the aids guy who says rocky one so give yourself credit for well yeah that. we
10: couldn't afford the movie channel so rocky one was the only one we could get
4: um, <laughs> we cable didn't get two you know, there yeah, was a sequel i had no idea <laughs> johnny joey jones we're 30 seconds out uh everyone should watch you next week in the eight it's going to be a banger is it not between now and
10: then fox and friends between now and monday
4: oh yes you will yeah holding it down uh that's going to be a banger as well uh my dvr is set because i'll be seeing double i'm a useless <laughs> audience I am a useless (laughs) audience member this weekend. I appreciate you, bro. Great stuff as always. Tudor Dixon coming in to follow that act. Wish her luck when we come back on Fox Across America. Yo, they are playing Enter the Dragon on Fox Across America. And if ever there was an apropos entrance song, it is for this next guest who I very much do consider the Bruce Lee of politics. A lot of karate (laughs) kicks. She just knocked out a producer on the way in here. Tudor Dixon is in the house. Hey, girl. Hey,
2: thank you. Enter the
4: dragon. How about that for an intro song?
2: I think that's perfect. I mean, yeah, I want to be that person. They're
4: showing you respect. (laughs) Josh is the DJ in there. I mean, he could have played anything. Could have played like the Barney song. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he gave you Enter the Dragon, and I respect that. So fun facts you find out about radio guests during the break. I did not know you went to the University of Kentucky.
2: I did, yes, uh, absolutely. And you're headed there. That is correct. Lexington. Well,
4: yes, but all I took away from that is that I need to speak slower during the interview. <laughs> uh,
2: I, was I did l- wear my shoes today, though. So. You- oh,
4: well, you're a whole new woman. <laughs> ah, Tudor, nice to see you. You just got off the outnumbered couch. Talking about news of the day, did that go swell? I would imagine
2: it was great. It was so much fun. Those mm-hmm. those ladies are awesome. Sharp gals. Sean Duffy, Sean was, great. Duffy was in the house.
4: Yeah. So do you know Sean Duffy's a little bit of a chubby chaser? You don't know this. He loves me like to the point <laughs> that I have an order of protection against him.
2: I was going to have Rachel come and take you down. No, no. But the now next, I'm glad that that no, was. No, no. She would tell you
4: like when he comes. Like he guest hosts my show a lot. In <laughs> fact, he's guest hosting Mikey next Friday. Right. But all he will talk about, he calls me big sexy. So this is the thing. He loves me. He likes, he likes a you know chubby guy. So he never, like, on the air. This is all we talk about on the air to the point that his co-host, Dagan, will be like, well, you guys shut up already. <laughs> and then, but usually we can distract her because she's doing a dip and, like, spitting in a cup. You know, she's very southern. And we get away with it. But I did not realize you were with Cable News Super Hunk Sean Duffy, but I will uh, send him my best. I
2: was, yeah. You know, he's from Wisconsin, so he's from just across the lake from me.
4: All oh, you Midwestern people. <laughs> you all stick together. You have a little little mafia here at Cable News. Uh, so, Tudor Dictions, your first time in studio, first of all, what do you think of the toys? Are you, are you digging the toys?
2: I'm, I, I said when I came in, I'm impressed. I mean, these are all my childhood toys. I see Skeletor and yes. He-Man, whoa, and whoa, whoa, I don't whoa. see She-Ra.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is not... In 2023, He-Man, it is they them.
2: It is. <laughs>
4: don't get us both canceled, Tudor Dixon. Well, can't Who's you side have
2: He-Man, She-Ra, and then they? The, I don't even know the... how that
4: would work because technically, yes, they, they were. were an inclusive toy. They were. Yes. They even had a skeleton.
2: Yeah, exactly right. But, but, yeah,
4: but essentially, what this studio looks like is the inside of the van that promised you candy. <laughs> yes, it, does. it does we got toys and candy in here coming to fox I, across america there kid. was
2: that there was that feeling that you have when you're a kid and you see something suspicious when i walked in that feeling came over me again i was <laughs> like i'm not sure i'm safe here. <laughs> oh you know it's
4: tuna, tuna dixon is in studio right now we're questioning her judgment for being here but <laughs> <laughs> My favorite story about everything in here is you see that cannonball over there? Yes. So we have a phenomenal affiliate in East Texas called KTBB. They're based in Tyler, Texas. Some of the best humans you'll ever meet. But you know those Texans that are too nice? So they don't know the difference between hospitality and a hazing ritual. <laughs> I always, I've said this about them on the air a thousand times. They don't know how to, like, give you a plate of food. But they know how to give you 71 plates of food. Yeah, like, right, right. they were literally shooting spare ribs at my car out of a T-shirt gun <laughs> the last time I was there. I'm like, come on, i got to leave, okay? But one of our superstar listeners gifted me that cannonball, okay, from the Civil War. It's a Civil War-era cannonball, okay? And everything you need to know about the incompetency of government can be summed up by the following, okay? I'm flying home from Texas. This is in Jenny in my wife's bag, okay? <laughs> and I throw it in the bag, and, of course, we get stopped by TSA. What do they do? They take the bottled water out of her purse and let her proceed onto the plane with the cannonball in her purse.
2: <laughs> no, this is not – the The cannonball is just a ball of steel. It's Clearly. not going to do anything But I, But, but, but what
4: is the bottled water going to do?
2: <laughs> no, I'm aware. Wow. But impressive, though, that is a very – we – you know what? Mm-hmm. I will tell you a story. The foundry that my dad bought in Michigan that I worked at for almost 10 years made cannonballs Did they? during World War II because they came in and they, they came took over all the foundries and they mm-hmm. said, no longer are you making automotive parts. You're going to make cannonballs. So, get out of town. Uh, that's a ni- You got a nice one. Wow. <laughs> Who
4: knew? You, the fun facts you get. Tudor Dixon's in the studio. TSA apologist. Uh, <laughs> The bottled water, fine. Hey, Uh, that's
2: the most action I get these days. You know, I've got five
4: kids. You know, I go through for that pat down a second time. I'm not above (laughs) it. I I wear suspicious clothing. No, it's just the same. I'm like, you missed something. (laughs) I go back in. (laughs) Hold on now what's that ticking noise in my luggage
2: come back through big boy that's just a toothbrush. no
4: i get it you're married four kids you know in in this day and age you could be on hoarders for having four kids i know you can get a reality show i
2: know people do look at you and and it's funny because when i was running Uh people it's i think four kids is overwhelming to Uh some people so they think you can't do more than one thing because now you have four kids so i would have people like Who's going to raise the children if you become governor? I'm like, still me. I'm going <laughs> to still do
4: that. Here's the thing about parenting.
2: Yeah.
4: Have you ever had that other friend, though? Because the people who feel that way are probably not, probably shouldn't be parents. You know, like I have a friend
9: <laughs> who right. just
4: told me, he's like, yeah, me and my wife will go, we're planning to have a kid. I'm like, dude, your fish died. I'm like, if you couldn't keep a fish alive, I'm like, I I don't know that this is your lane. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I do concern myself with stuff like that. But I do find it commendable. And you should get a reality show and I should produce it. It would be (laughs) great keeping up with the Dixons you're just making oh, cannonballs. there's a lot
2: of drama it is good for TV but the I, drama yes it is not my husband doesn't understand it at all no no he, it's yeah
4: he's he is outnumbered you were just on <laughs> you were outnumbered for an hour he's outnumbered <laughs> seven days a week
2: I know I'm like this is my life watching <laughs> him <outnumbered>. ah <laughs> you were
4: right at home you were in the majority <laughs> exactly. Tudor Dixon my goodness well I would imagine you hit all the hot topics today and outnumbered so let me just skate around the country for a minute oh did you see any of the
2: DeSantis launch or did I, you
4: attempt to see any of the DeSantis launch
2: I couldn't see it yeah no
4: did you hear any of that old timey radio (laughs) that transistor broadcast
2: I did I heard some of it yes this
4: is what I think the problem is with being the campaign with the most money as I think sometimes there's too many consultants you know they say like too many chefs in the kitchen I feel like you know it he'll overcome it it doesn't matter we won't be talking about it in three months but I still feel like if they had it to do over they might have did it with some TV cameras instead
2: You know, when you're going up against someone who can be as cutting as Trump, you don't make mistakes like that. Thank you. And that was was a huge—but, you know, the thing that I said on Outnumbered that shocks me is that the guy who was so anti-screens, we're going to go back in person, we're getting over this COVID thing, he announced on a screen that you couldn't (laughs) even see him.
4: That was weird, and he did it with Elon Musk, which is like, if you're running for president, I don't think you need a (laughs) co-signer.
2: You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like, right. look, Elon
4: says I'm cool. He's rich. He, You know, he owns this place, right? You know, that, I'm friends with the owner.
2: That's what I think but but what did that say to people and what did that say to all of his other supporters okay so where do we fall we didn't get to go and announce with you we weren't there by your side and that's a that's an emotional moment you have big big moments in campaigns announcing primary general you want your friends and family around you and they want to be around you but they weren't there so what did that mean to them
4: well the people who love him are like well it was unconventional because he's a different candidate we love unconventional if it works Right. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, driving a car into the ocean would be an unconventional way to launch a campaign. I don't know that it's going to get you the most votes.
2: How many of your family members that are not involved in the politic the political world are on Twitter? I mean, Twitter is not a space where most people are. That's, That's the, another, another weird thing. choice.
4: I know, because the only people watching either agreed with him. Or were people who work in liberal media that were just watching to trash it anyway. Right. And they just got an additional thing to trash in the process. So, yeah, I thought, I don't know, I thought the campaign blew that one. Tudor Dixon is in the house, much to my chagrin. uh, I kid. (laughs) Got right by security. You talk about people getting fired. Okay. (laughs) Heads will roll when this interview is over. I am not happy. But I'm coming to your hood July the 8th. Okay. I will be at the Holland Civic Center. Kennedy and I. That will be, just so you know. I'm just doing the math in my head. One, two, three, four, five. The sixth stop on the Laughs and Liberty Tour. It has been raucous. People want to get out and laugh right now. And I say this like to comics and stuff. Where we're finally winning, and we hadn't been for a while, is people have kind of like defunded the joke police. No one likes the people who get mad at jokes. If you don't laugh at a joke, that's fine. I've heard plenty of jokes I didn't laugh at. You know what I mean? Right. Some of the off-color things you were saying off the air. (laughs) I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the point is, I don't care if you like or don't like a joke, but the people who feel entitled to stop the evening for the other 300 people. Nobody likes that person.
2: Right, right. No, that is exactly... So we we lost comedy for a little bit of time, but it was actually some folks from the left that I felt like fought for comedy, and, mm. and we are desperate to laugh. We're so mad all the time. Yeah. I, I keep saying that when you look at TV... The uh, what what some people call infotainment has become less tainment and more just anger. And we want to laugh. It's
4: a lot of agitated activism. That's a lot of what late night comedy is, too. Like if you're watching like Colbert, it's kind of like group therapy. It's a group therapy for self-hating white people who live here in New York. That's what it is. like We know better than the rest of the country. And I don't doubt that they think they know better than the people who elected Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, come on. Do you ever look at your state and feel like you should just launch a local late night comedy show?
2: <laughs> All the time. All, this is why I'm glad you're coming to my state because <laughs> I'm like, When well, there is comedy left. It, it exists uh, did still. I, yes.
4: Did, did you just anoint me your co-host? Because I kind of saw myself with top billing on this project. We're having our first disagreement. We're like Oasis. You know, those two brothers, they just beat each other up.
2: You said you're going to produce my reality show. You you are going to be the second tier co-host to my comedy program. Come uh, on,
4: my agents are the worst. Go, get on. I gotta I call, but they don't recognize my number on the caller ID. That's, no, that's they, they do
2: recognize. That's why they're not oh, answering. Come on, Tudor Dixon. A <laughs>
4: lot of cheap shots flying around the studio today as we talk to Tudor Dixon. Get I mean, come on, girlfriend. Now this is all kind of so let me weigh in on this though. DeSantis gets out of the gate. He's going to have a pretty aggressive campaign schedule. I think the goal for him is not to contrast himself with Trump so much as he's trying to contrast himself probably with Biden – because he sees himself as running against Biden in the general election. But knowing what you know about politics, do you believe it's settled law in the Democratic Party that Biden is the nominee? Or do you th- still think there's a couple of high-level Democrats kind of hanging around the goal just in case? Like, you think Gavin Newsom has put 2024 to bed? Do you think Hillary Clinton has put 2024 to bed?
2: Look, there's always going to be hyenas waiting to see if th- mm-hmm. he dies off. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, to be quite frank. Yeah, they're, politically they're... dies off. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's not what I meant. No, yeah. um, but yeah, that's what I meant it. But yeah, I'm— I I think there are people that I mean, there's questions about whether or not he's going to be capable of doing this, but he has been anointed. That Mm -hmm. is how they do it. So they are not going to push that. They're going to wait and see. They're not going to push that. There's nobody out there that's going to try to challenge him.
4: Oh, okay. Outside of. But if he starts telling people he's Batman, do they let somebody else get a crack at it or do they just no? they
2: don't they can hide him? That's their game. That mm-hmm. He will only say that to, I mean, look at Diane Feinstein. She's out there saying she's Batman and nobody's.
4: <laughs> Literally saying she's Batman. Yeah, no and, one's stopping her. And they're that. only upset because she's using a pronoun. They're not, <laughs> mad, they're not mad that she's not Batman. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, like, you're Batman. a that person. <laughs> this is very insensitive. She's going to get canceled not because of thinking she's Batman. What a dumb time to be alive. Yes. Uh when you were a little girl shopping at Target, did you hope to find a tucket bathing suit?
2: <laughs> you know, I was like when little girls see this bathing suit, do they mistake it for a pocket and think, "What a strange po- place to have a pocket"? <laughs> I mean, well, what do you do with this?
4: Oh, well, you—you know, you're smuggling from the cops. I guess maybe that's the answer. There
2: are uses. I think that you could you could use it in different ways. I mean, I think that we're saying it's discriminatory to say you can only have a man's junk in there. What else can we put in the tucket pocket well, of the Target bathing suit? We take it out. back. We take it back. <laughs>
4: We both do Hannity a lot, and you know I like to tell jokes that make Sean blush because he's a great sport, <laughs> but he is very mindful because he's like he's actually like if you know him off the air like an actual good human, and I'm not like I don't pre- I don't pretend to be. I'm just a guy. I feel I'm like
2: an, I just fell into the not good human pocket. No, with you're you. great.
4: You're wonderful. You don't okay. worry about nothing. You you identify <laughs> as a bad human, but at your core, biology has made you a good human. So the conservatives will shout you down. You are what you are. Okay, but Hannity was talking about that story last night, and I said to poor Sean, I'm like, you know, I never thought I'd see the day where women bathing suits were sold in the nuts aisle And to Sean, you know, to the crowd. It's like, hey, oh, but to poor Sean, he's like, is this OK? What is even going on? He threw a rosary bead over me. We had like three extra prayers. It was it was funny. But Tudor Dixon is here. One other thing I wanted to weigh in, because this has been the ongoing controversy at Fox. We've been covering a lot of stories where corporations or at least their marketing firms seem to be targeting things uh, that the consumer doesn't care about. I know we've all talked about Bud Light to the point of exhaustion, but even Miller Lite, Who tried to preemptively – well, not even preemptively. They preceded Bud Light with their marketing, which they were trashing the idea that women were being put in bikinis to market beer. But I don't think that was in lockstep with what the consumer prioritized, nor do I think – I just will get your take on this – that I think they should be demeaning the act as it's like somehow cheap to be a woman who's so good-looking you can sell products. Right. I, I don't think that's demeaning or degrading in any way. I think you've been gifted something, you know. Do you disagree? I don't know where you weigh in. No,
2: I completely agree. I think that we've always had different people in advertising and for Uh the party of diversity to come out and say, well, but not hot women. Like hot chicks and bikinis are out.
4: Let me ask you this. Was this started? Because it's a war on hot chicks. That's what it is. That
2: is what it is. It's a war on hot
4: chicks. So was it started by non-hot chicks to be like, well, what if we just kick the hot chicks out?
2: You know, I haven't seen people in the movement that is trying to kick people out that I want to see in a bikini. So that could be it. The war
4: on hot chicks. (laughs) We had the war on Christmas. Now we have a war. It's not right, Tudor Dixon. And here's the point. It's like, the guy's drinking beer. Who cares if it's what they like?
2: No, the the reason that sells Mm -hmm. is because the guy drinking beer wants desperately to think those hot chicks are showing up at his party.
4: (laughs) That's true, though, but think (laughs) about it. That's
2: marketing, folks. Marketing 101. (laughs)
4: It's true, because like, every one of the These beer commercials has the fantasy of, like, you know, the guy's got nothing going on, but then he starts drinking Keystone Light, and it's raining supermodels. Yes. That's, like, the joke, the beer commercial.
2: Right, exactly. When you
4: bite a starburst, and, like, waves of surf come in, and there's, like, (laughs) a marching band. You don't want a commercial where you bite a Starburst and they foreclose on your house. <laughs> like that, nobody hangs out with you now.
2: <laughs> that, so, so this is, this is the – I think this is the beauty of what these companies are doing because this is showing what America is. It doesn't always have to be political mm-hmm. because we are a capitalist society. And so that's how this works. When yes. you do something that the people hate, they go, yeah, I'm done.
4: And Thank you. And that's
2: also marketing 101. do I think do it's, that.
4: I think it's healthy. I think I, – I hope. Seriously. I don't want to see like 12 companies get wiped out, but if two or three have to take a bath so the rest of the boardrooms get the message, because what happened is when it comes to marketing, I think they prioritize like these DEI scores, like these corporate you know, social credit systems, and they're trying not to prioritize the customer so much as the ideology that will get them a higher ranking. So we went from these marketing firms that were mad men, and now we have mad them. And I think that's what happened.
2: That That is true. Don
4: Draper is Dawn Draper now. And, <laughs> and this is why we can't have Bud Light anymore. Come on, Tudor Dixon.
2: But when you are under threat of being debanked and all these other things, you are looking for how can I score points there? Yep. And that's the wrong place to score points yep. when you're selling to kids. And yes. parents are more powerful than the whole group, or we should be more powerful than those that say you can be debanked. And that's where I think politicians can play yep. in the, hey, you can't debank people, but the the people play in, you, you made a boo-boo on the marketing side.
4: Thank you. End the war on hot chicks. <laughs> Tudor Dixon has spoken. <laughs> That's right. Give peace a chance.
2: Bring bikinis back.
4: Thank you. For girls. And deadbolt this door starting today. <laughs> we can't have one of these guests again, Mikey.
2: Great <laughs> no stuff, Tudor Dixon. In.
4: We'll see you in Michigan. Thank you. The show that solves
3: problems the old-fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Falla trying to end the war on hot chicks. Do you remember hot chicks?
9: Hubba, hubba.
4: Tudor Dixon made such a brilliant point. There's a war on hot chicks. When you see Miller Lite bashing the idea of hot chicks wearing bikinis in beer commercials, I mean... That's stupid! Use your common sense! Folks, I'm just telling you, if you are good-looking enough... That people will market products based on your appearance. That is not something to be ashamed of. That is not something to be belittled. That is not something to be demeaned or degraded. And that's the problem with woke marketing firms. Everything woke turns to Totally. Because they're taking the priority of the customer and kicking it out the window. Okay? If you drink beer, you just worked an eight-hour shift. And now the beer company's like, "Hey, we got a bunch of hot chicks in bikinis." But if they come through and they're like, you know, here's a couple of pigs that want to lecture about climate change.
7: Get her out! Get her out of here!
4: Live from Everywhere USA,
3: it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Is it ever? And we're back in action. For a big hour, final hour of the day on Fox Across America, Dave Landau, Diamond Dave, nationally touring comedian, going to be joining us to round out what I have to tell you has probably been the dumbest week in the history of media. I don't doubt that we'll top it next week and the week after that. There's a real race to the bottom going on right now in Washington, D.C., and certainly in the boardrooms around the world where companies like Target continue to shoot themselves in the woke foot. We're going to discuss some of that right now because the consumers are leading a hell of a backlash against Target as we speak. 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in, but yes, they are very much charging uh, when it comes to some of this woke ideology, that oh man, this is crazy because the left tries to make a move here that we're going to discuss in this hour. That is one of the reasons I was as frustrated as I was with DeSantis's campaign launch. I want DeSantis, I want every Republican going on every competing channel that they can. Like Nikki Haley's doing a CNN town hall uh, coming up. Good. Tim Scott, go do one. DeSantis, go do one. Bring your message to the other side of the aisle and fight the idea battle because the Republicans win the idea battle. And I'm not saying that because I live and die to win elections on behalf of the Republicans. I'm saying that because if we can bring politics back to a place of substance instead of name calling, we could, in fact, turn this country around. When you're right, you're right. and You're right. Right. Well, right now. Okay, what politics has become is an exercise in seeing who can scream the loudest. Hey, those guys are racist. Come on, you with me? The racists! racist. Come on, all right. And then you peel off enough support from people who don't follow politics at all, but go, well, who? I heard those guys are racist. I don't want to vote for them. So I guess I'll go with these guys. And that's kind of how the Democrats got back into power. They wrote the George Floyd video, something we all agreed upon, was an egregious use of force by the cops, and they repackaged it as, Everyone in America knelt on George Floyd's neck. We're systemically racist. We got to get rid of that guy. This government's been racist for 244 years. We got to get that guy out who's been in it for three years. And we've got to replace him with a guy who's been in the government for 50 years. That's what we got to do. It made no sense, but they got away with it. Okay, because the Democrats are very good at their messaging. Okay, is their messaging that they're giving to the public honest? The answer would be no. Not even a little bit. Not even kind of. Okay, but it's successful. Okay, they characterized Ron DeSantis' parental rights and education law as the don't say gay bill. It's don't say gay. He banned gay people is what he did. You're not telling me the truth. Not even a little. Then banned gay people. The don't say gay bill is titled the Parental Rights and Education Act is what it is. And it exists to ban public institutions from teaching kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade sexual curriculum, sexual identity, gender, uh, sexual gender identity. Teach these kids to read and write. Don't teach them about gender conflict. Don't teach them about having sex. They're five. They don't need to be doing that. DeSantis says the overwhelming support of parents for passing that bill. But the media, the Democratic Party, Keep carrying on as if he banned gay people. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. So what you want to do is you want to go into their spaces and articulate your viewpoints. That's why I didn't like him launching on Twitter because the only people watching were people who support him, overwhelmingly so, or journalists who hate him and were delighted to see the glitch take the bottom out of his presidential launch because it was a bad. It was a disastrous launch. It wasn't good. He did great on Trey Gowdy last night. Uh, He'll do good in any forum because he's a very good messenger for himself. He does a very good job at articulating his views and pushing back against criticisms. But as it pertains to campaign rollouts, the people in charge of his campaign, they let the guy down. Okay, and he'll smile for the cameras and he'll do a good job and he'll get up off the map. But believe me, he is pissed, pissed about how that went last night. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! But the one thing where he has found a lot of traction is in flying into the storm, is in fighting the woe culture war, the one Target now finds itself embroiled in. Okay, and as they're embroiled in this war, and Target is now pulling certain, certain items uh, out of the front of the store and dragging them to the back of the store and everything in between, okay, they are once again doing this With disingenuous messaging, and what I mean by that is the headlines right now say Target is pulling some of its Pride paraphernalia because of a conservative pushback against Pride. Okay, conservatives aren't mad about Pride. We don't care. That's not the issue. That's a disingenuous characterization of our of our position yet again. Um, What they're bashing, just so you understand is Target aligning itself with products that sexualize children. Target aligning itself with products that cater to children who are having gender conflict forced upon them by adults. I promise you guys, two-year-olds don't need swimsuits for the opposite gender unless they've got activist parents that have beat it into. Are you in the right body? Are you sure you're in the right body? Mommy, can I have a drink of water? I don't know. What body do you feel like you're in? Hey, I just want to watch cartoons. Do you want to watch the cartoons as a boy or do you want to watch them as a girl? Again, if your kid is trans at the age of two, you made them trans.
3: He knows what he's talking about.
4: Okay, so what Republicans are against is not trans people and it's not pride. Okay, we are very much against the sexualization of children. Uh, We are very much in favor of of accommodating transgender people, if you have turned 18, grown into your body, and decided that this is the decision you want to make for your life, hey, girlfriend, we got something in this country called freedom. Do whatever you want. We don't want to deny you that, right? Okay, we shouldn't have to pretend you're a biological woman. Like, I don't have to play along and pretend you can have a baby because, you yeah, can't. Okay, I shouldn't have to support you swimming against women. Because you have a biological advantage, which means we're erasing women in the name of inclusion. But what the Democrats get away with is mischaracterizing conservative positions, is mischaracterizing their own positions. The Democrats would tell you, "Oh, you're denying transgender people their rights if you don't let a guy swim against a girl. No, he has a right to compete. We're not denying him his right to compete. He just competes against the fellow men with his biology.
9: You are correct,
4: We're not denying them their rights. No one's being denied the right to vote. No one's being denied the right to work. No one's being denied the right to eat or be heard or do anything. No one's denying anybody rights. There's not a single solitary person in this country being denied their rights. Okay, and certainly not the right to vote. After all those claims about voter suppression in Georgia, they had the highest turnout in the midterms in the history of their state. That's not voter suppression, but that's how the Democrats frame things. So what they're doing right now in this Target boycott is like, oh, the Republicans are boycotting Target over pride. Oh, the Republicans are made at the L.A. Dodgers over pride. No, the L.A. Dodgers put a transgender nun group that's bashing the Catholic Church and performing sex acts on traditionally religious scenes. And they're doing so in the name of kitschy drag entertainment But the point is the Dodgers rightfully decided to disassociate them from a pride event only to cave under pressure and put them back in. But at the end of the day, they are expressing open bigotry towards the Catholic Church, which is, of course, the only church you can openly condemn in this country. Whenever people tell you they're, oh, people are being denied rights, people are being, yeah, you know who is? White people, white people, religious people. Okay, if you're religious and you're black, you don't matter if you're a conservative, pro-life black person. They don't want to hear a word out of you. Shut up. You're a pro-life black woman. Get out of here. Don't you realize Planned Parenthood was started by Mar- Margaret Sanger because they wanted eugenics to serve as population control in the black community? Hey, girl, that's just reality. So you understand we're not living in an America where we're having an honest conversation. So every Republican that can't, Trump led the way. Trump was a genius for going on CNN. Just a great move by Trump. It's the best thing about him is he w- he's willing to take on all comers. And Republicans would be right to follow his lead. That's why I didn't like DeSantis launching on Twitter the way he did. But DeSantis has a packed schedule starting June the 1st. He is going to be campaigning in every corner of the universe. So he'll have plenty of opportunities to get his name out, plenty of opportunities to get his message out and plenty of opportunities to hopefully fight that idea battle with the left. But the idea that you can win the general election by only appealing to conservatives is stupid. It's why most talk radio shows that are devoutly conservative don't help Republicans win elections. It's because you can't convert people to the cause if you spend three hours a day yelling. Okay, our show, which has no desire to convert anybody, I don't want to be in charge of our democracy. So, no, I have nothing to do with it. But I promise you, we've, conf- we've probably created more conservatives in three years on the air than our competitors have in 20 or 15 or 10 or 5, okay? Because we're not actually out there preaching or yelling to a choir. We're just having an honest, good-faith conversation with you about the issues. We're willing to be wrong on this show. We don't want to be in charge. I'm not promising you, like, we're the ones saving the country. No, our gift to society, the people who frequent this space— is that we do take issues seriously, as just as seriously as everybody else, but we just don't take ourselves seriously. So the fact that we're willing to do this, lower the temperature a little bit, and be those force multipliers of positive energy that keep the whole world from snapping, that is our actual contribution. We're the ones someday, as the show continues to grow— that will exert our influence of good faith exchange of ideas and make it fashionable. Like, if I ever get a TV show, that's what it'll amount to. Yeah, it'll be funnier than anything else on TV because I'm just more talented than these idiots. But the point is, I don't say that as like a point of braggadocio. I just did the work, okay? But getting past all of that, my goal will be to create a show like this one that anyone can listen to. We're not supposed to be activists. We're just supposed to be people that can distill ideas in a common-sense manner that should appeal to anyone. But if, in fact, it doesn't, we should be willing to hear why. That's why you got to cross the aisle. You know who's doing the best job of that right now? Byron Donalds, guy who comes on our show all the time. He'll go on CNN. Dude, Byron Donalds, he went on with Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. But it was a smart move because there is a percentage of her audience. It's, you know, largely self-hating white people. But there's a percentage of her audience That is objective enough, moderate enough that they are open to an actual idea exchange. Okay, and the reason Target finds itself in the position that it is, is because the folks leading the battle for what they call trans rights, trans people have every right in the world right now, they have more rights than you and me. You know, you can compete in multiple things. Like I couldn't right now, as a biological man, compete in a women's track meet. Okay, but if I wanted to attach the word trans or non-binary to my profile, then I could. Okay, I could compete in the men's competition. I can compete in the women's competition if, in fact, you're trans. They have more rights than you do, more rights than I do. Okay, and that doesn't mean we shouldn't accept them and tolerate them if they are of age and they've decided to pursue that direction in their lives. But the idea that someplace like Target is openly marketing to crazy sick parents— who want to suscept their kids to a lifetime of surgeries and hormone blockers and all types of medical procedures? Okay, we have the right to disagree with that. But tar- Target got to this place, Bud Light got to this place, because they all got accustomed to no pushback. They all got accustomed to, hey, you're you know. We can scream the loudest. We can shout these people down. We can yell that you can't debate us or people will die. You can't oppose our viewpoints or folks are going to commit suicide. White supremacy, what are you talking about? And that's how they got to where they were. Okay, they have a lot of influence. They have won the culture war up until now by shouting down opposition. Okay, the fact that we have some opposition now that's willing to stand toe-to-toe with them and push back would be the best thing that could ever happen to this country, is an open exchange of ideas. The reason the, co- the country is driving off a cliff right now is because we're focusing on everything that matters. Everything that matters, guys. The border, southern border, okay, is the front door to our American house. No matter what state you live in, the, it's, no matter where you live, okay, the problems at the border make it into your state whether they're migrants being relocated to your city and straining resources or fentanyl that has led to a record level of poisoning deaths in every state in this country. okay, the southern border is not Texas's problem. It's your problem. Are we talking day in and day out in multiple media circles about the problems at the southern border? The answer would be no. Not even a little. Okay, we relinquished our energy independence. Okay, our energy independence, Okay, the thing we relinquished is one of the root causes of inflation right now. We're outsourcing our energy production in the name of climate change to countries who produce it filthier than we do, which means we're causing more pollution because we've got to take the energy, produce it in a filthier manner and then use more fuel to get it back into our country. That's just the logistics. Are we having that conversation that it's a bad idea? The answer would be no. Not even a little. Okay, the runaway spending in Washington right now, we're dealing with this debt ceiling standoff. We're $32 trillion in debt. Okay, it's getting some coverage on the news because AOC is out there yelling that Republicans are domestic terrorists. AOC is a dope. Totally. But are we having a rigid debate over the runaway spending problem in this country? The answer would be no. No. It's all sensationalism. So if you actually want to get this country back to a place where we're really playing team ball. We don't have to agree. Who cares about agreeing? The whole point of America is you don't have to agree. Freedom, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Okay, it meant, you know, you could be a Republican, I could be a Democrat, I could be a member of the Whig Party. It doesn't matter. But when push comes to shove, if somebody's trampling on us, some foreign entity, we all got to play team ball. That's the whole point of America. And we're not executing on that promise anymore. So you do have to talk across the aisle. You do have to distill your ideas in a way that are appealing to people who don't necessarily agree with them, or you've lost the power of persuasion. And if it just comes down to who can yell the loudest, who can scream the most and yell racism and everything in between, Republicans don't have a chance because the entire
6: Democratic Party is one giant hissy fit. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
3: Call in now. We're excited to hear from you. Who the f- is this? This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Diamond Dave Landau in a minute. He's lost wandering around the building here at Fox News headquarters. He's still early, scheduled to be on in the next five. His opening act is in Longview, Texas. Jordan is on the line. Yo, Jordan.
11: Hey, what's shaking, Jimmy?
4: Hey, girl. Uh, You know, it's (laughs) it's all shaking. Unfortunately, it's shaking in the front of a women's swimsuit.
11: Yeah, actually, it is, man. I'm a little disturbed, man. I uh, got a nine-year-old daughter, and uh, me and her mom have been separated for a while. You know, Her mom is the poster child for parental alienation, but uh, I only get to see her during school functions. I make sure that I'm at every single one, and uh, I came to see her for her field day the other day, and her hair was completely cut off, looking just like a little boy. It was uh, rather disturbing. I I just I don't know what the deal is why they're pushing this on kids and to have it happen to my own kid with me having such strong opinions mm-hmm. about the matter
4: well I, is is uh, that a- is your door is your daughter being made to transition like what are you saying though just so I understand
11: I can't get any straight answers out of her. Uh, but her mom has always been very, very liberal, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like she's the kind of person that wants to have a trans kid for clout. Oh, no. You know, it's, um, yeah, she, she always it? was as far left-leaning as she could, and that was kind of what our downfall was. I'm a libertarian, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, I can't get on board with a lot of the craziness of the left. Yeah, And uh, I feel like it's being pushed on my daughter to just kind of attack me, honestly. Ooh. But uh, it, it's, it's being pushed on her nonetheless.
4: Well, listen, this is what we got to do because we're 10 seconds out. I got to try to book like a couple's therapy session on the show. Do you think your wife will call in?
11: Oh, absolutely not.
9: Ah, hell,
4: Jordan. <laughs> I thought we not. were on to something. Well, let's do this again <laughs> soon. Have a great weekend, brother. Diamond Dave joins us next. Oh, girl, they're playing, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. We know this next guest looks good on the dance floor. Comedy Sexiest Man, Diamond Dave Landau in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, baby. So you're in New York. Let's just cut right to the chase. First and foremost, for people listening at home, you can watch Diamond Dave and myself. We're both on Kennedy tonight. That's right.
0: We're both there tonight at 7.
4: 7 p.m. party panel. That's right. On Fox Business. Because when I think of a business channel, I think of you and me. I do, too. We're on Fox Bidness. B-I-D-N-E-Z. Yeah. (laughs) We are Fox Bidness. That's what I think of. Yes. (laughs) F-O-X-X-X. Triple X. (laughs) We are Samantha Fox business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want to have some fun, girl. Foxy Brown. Nice to see you. Well, Diamond Dave, in addition to appearing on Kennedy, he is in West Nyack, New York this weekend. He is at Levity Live, which is, by the way, as you know, a gorgeous facility. I've never been to that. Is that
0: true? That's like one of the few clubs I've never done.
4: It's so nice. And it's in like a thriving mall. There's not a lot of those. No, there's very few. It's It's in one of those malls that has so much going on. They also have a music. Like they have a place where you can rent go karts. Oh, good. So maybe this weekend will be the shooting. <laughs> you know, you get into a, you get into these malls. Yeah, right. Where they serve alcohol. Yes. And then you can go rent a go-kart that does 85 miles an hour. It really I'm is. I'm like, this is drinking and driving, just so you understand. Yeah, you this know. is a problem. Like, <laughs> just because
0: there's still, like, you can still crash into a wall. Yeah, you yeah. just don't have a go-kart that pulls you over. Yeah, the,
4: the only difference here is a guy hits you uh, drunk and then gives you a bite of an Annie M's pretzel. Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, there are perks. Let's not act like there aren't perks. But No, West it's benefits. West, West Nyack. Uh, thir- you there Friday, Saturday?
0: Uh, yes, just Friday, Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, with uh, Michael Loftus and Joe DeVito. We're Jolt just doing, Joe. A, yeah, we're just doing a three-person fun show. I love this.
2: No,
4: yeah, it's like a, it's like the R. Kelly Jay Z tour. You get it's the a two lot. big hits. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a lot like, especially S- backstage. Similar love lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
9: it's
0: going to be sweet,
9: bring creamy, the kids. And creamy. Bring yeah. the kids. Yes, please. Bring Mainly the,
4: just the kids. Bring the kids. And if uh, the kids don't want to come, which we totally <laughs> understand, we don't want to do the show. Yeah, we get it. Uh, wow, man, oh boy. They can also watch. Normal World. Normal World streaming where, Diamond Dave? Uh, that will
9: Everybody.
0: be uh, on The Blaze. Thank or they you. can uh, subscribe to our new channel, which is on YouTube. We just put it up. There's just two sketches on there. One is called Drugtopia. Ooh. The other one is Bobby because this. we had to change it a little bit. Oh, did you think it yeah. had so to get switched up? Yeah. So, we uh, yeah, there's two sketches on, and it will start June 20th as a full show.
4: I love this. And you are here in support of that agenda. Yes. Where, wearing your tuck bathing suit. I am. too like it? Purchased at Target. I, I know. You, not, you
0: can't see me. <laughs> yeah, it's no good for radio and really the fox nation viewers get it well good i'm glad you guys
4: can see is it not it's so funny because what they do well on this is what the left does well okay so they're selling this product which is a swimsuit for two or three year olds which if you're two or three and you want the other genders bathing suit it's because your parents are activist loonies you've raised kids yeah your kids don't have any idea that this is even an option to them unless you're the parent beating them over the head with it well you haven't
0: Dropped yet for it to tuck. Yeah. You're already tucked. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you're talking, you're, yeah, this is ambitious.
0: Yeah, you really are. That's I mean, talk about training wheels. There's just <laughs> no need for... What I don't get, too, is like, look, we you see all the pride stuff and people that may or may not be for it, you roll your eyes. Yeah, yeah. But there's this eventual point where you keep pushing and pushing until you finally figure out, like, oh, there is a line. Yeah. And targets magically hit it, and then North Face is like, hold my Bud Light. <laughs> and the whole thing is just, it's too much now because what's... I understand that sex sells, mm-hmm. but what yeah. in this case is selling and why Why for
4: kids? That's what I don't understand. Like it's not remotely okay. No, but what they push back on is they say like, oh, conservatives are bashing pride. I'm like, no, no it's not pride. Pride is you're gay and you're proud of being gay. Fine. Nobody has an issue with that.
0: Okay, I mean, kinda not <laughs> not gay pride, but just pride in general. For yeah, and I don't an adult. have any. Yeah, I have yeah, no pride. We're comics. We yeah. went into showbiz. Yeah, I don't really understand pride. I feel <laughs> I feel you're faking it. So I mean, if you want to talk about the word, <gasps> we can get into it. Yeah, try, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to hell for the the sin of pride. No,
4: ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> We lost a lot of good men out there in comedy, you I know, know it's that we we did have pride. There was a moment where we went going into showbiz, then we got paid in drink tickets and stayed yeah. in you know local comedy condos where the you see the dimples on the door from where the state police rammed it down the night before to get the teenage runaway. Yeah. Once, you,
0: yeah, once the host of the show gets paid in a 50 percent off meal ticket, you're like, is my job matter? You're like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no,
4: no, 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 no. No, We're, no. we are as comics, I try to tell people this, we are liquor pimps. Yes. Our job is to distract you while an establishment sells you alcohol. If yeah. we happen to be funny, that's a bonus.
0: Right. They As long as they get the check drop right to the amount of time you're doing
4: so they're still selling drinks, they're <laughs> happy. <laughs> it's so funny because I had been on a good run of theaters, and I'm very thankful and grateful for that. And the most recent club I did, I think, was Bananas in uh, like East Rutherford. Great yeah. sold-out shows. Really exceptional crowds. But having done theaters, I totally forgot. It was a check spot you know what i mean oh yeah the, the moment where no one cares about you yeah 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 and i enjoyed it because it took me back you know what i mean but you're right yeah. you you're murdering for 40 minutes yep. and all of a sudden you're just a homeless man ranting on the subway well and because the... you're screaming things no one's even looking at they're just <laughs> avoiding you hoping you'll go away
0: well the best part is the check job you you write an act so you know it heightens throughout yes and, and has the big finish yeah you know? unlike my sex walka walka hey girl uh, but no, but, I, but you do so like you're at like one of the most important parts of your act when the check is dropped. <laughs> so when people aren't responding to it, it really hurts your soul more than they even realize.
4: Imagine this. I want to think about this. You guys, you've all watched Star Wars, okay? Yes, yeah, The perfect. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, Darth Vader is about to tell Luke Skywalker he's his father. Yes. But a second before that happens, everyone gets a bill from the movie theater handed to them. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, right when you find out Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time...
4: some people leave the theater not knowing he was right. a ghost because <laughs> right. yeah. a guy knocked over their popcorn as they were handing them a bill and then yeah. they fought over it. I didn't have the Twizzlers do I
0: owe money for the right. Twizzlers yeah for some reason there was a drunk bridal party yelling through the whole movie <laughs> and the
4: theater just allowed it just, just as just as uh, Darth Vader was about to tell Luke he was his father you got a a penis straw spitballed <laughs> yes. you and hit you in yeah. the side of the head yes. from the bachelorette party <laughs> and you have no one's attention yeah, yeah. but De- it's great deal with that Hollywood
0: yeah and George Lucas is just glad you kind of sort of saw it. <laughs>
4: Dave Landau's in the house. The point we're making is pride is not a thing we possess. No, none. As live performers. You yeah. can't have any if you want to make it. No, you can't. If you believe in yourself, that's not a part of comedy. <laughs> you know what they call a comedian with pride? Unemployed. Yes, that's <laughs> Yeah, You know, because most of these gigs start out, people need to know this about the road. This is important. Okay, when you first get hired to work on the road, it's not because you have an act, it's because you have a car. Correct. Like you're actually introduced to people. is like, this is Jimmy He's a great guy? He's very dependable. He has a car. Yeah. Because they know you can get to the gig. The gig's always an hour outside the city. But until you get on the road, you realize the city's Quebec. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah. they say the city, they don't say what city. No. Like, Jimmy, it's, it's Roger Paul. I got a gig for you. It's an hour outside the city, yeah. seven hours um, into the trip. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah.
0: Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. You're going to make $100. <laughs> uh,. There's kind of a hotel. You get to stay at the owner's house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) He has uh, three pit bulls and, uh, for some reason, two wives. Don't make eye contact with the one pit bull. Yeah, it will hurt you. (laughs) Enjoy. There's roaches. Showbiz! Uh, There's no
4: business like show business. It's nice
0: because you get this. Yeah, when you hit that theater mark, which I did... And then I'm doing more clubs now, so that's where I'm at. Oh, great. Uh, but once uh, once the new show takes off, yep, uh, here we go, uh, baby, baby. Uh, I'm telling you, let's hope, but I don't have any belief <laughs> in myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it is fun to watch an entire room. But yeah, when you do sell out a club, you still have that feeling of like this. This raucous, like, love of, of comedy that mm. can only be done in a club. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Right up until that check drop, and then, <laughs> then when you watch people do merch sales and you're like, no eye contact, like, at least <laughs> in the theater, they know who you are. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's nothing worse than being like a feature act on the road. <sighs> trying to sell a cd like Nothing. 15 years ago or a t-shirt yeah, yeah. to people who won't even look at you like a person
4: don't even care don't even want to know you were there no, you're can... like uh, like i
0: don't want a souvenir <laughs> didn't i just pay like look <laughs> i took a free ticket from an email to get here
4: <laughs> look pal you should be thanking me look pal i stayed in school i applied myself i have a job Look. I see you have an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not
0: here to give you money to
4: help with that. But you know what the funny thing is the, the the ultimate point of demeaning point for guys like us that are comics that actually have careers. Okay, you have your own show on the Blaze. Yes. Okay, it's a happening hot show. But the people you grow up around will still run into you and do this to me too. Like, hey, you still doing that comedy thing? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, you're like, "No, no,
0: I I, I haven't. What are you, what are you doing?" "Uh, oh, nothing." <laughs> yeah, like they just they don't understand how hard you work.
4: And it's just but it's the one job. Hey, you still yeah. you still doing your little comedy skit there? Yeah. I'm like, hey, "I know, am hosting a TV show tonight as a matter of fact." But I don't do that cuz you don't want to be a jerk, but the point is it's the one profession. It's also yeah. the, it's also the one profession where people say like, you know, "Tell me your your comedian tell me a joke."
0: Yeah, it's the same one, the no same one, deal. No
4: one walks into a party and goes, you're a dentist? Yeah. Yeah, pull a tooth. Yeah, make me whiter in the mouth. <laughs> oh, you're a <laughs> dentist? You bleach my teeth right here. Oh, you're a proctologist? Let's ruin Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> I, I brought a pride shirt. It'll be fine.
4: Let's get this party started right. I just got back from Target with some merch yeah, for you. It's
0: really good. I got it for the kids. Here, look. It says transparency. I don't know. It's a pun or something.
4: <laughs> Dave Landau was in studio. We've both been thrown off the Target comedy tour.
0: Yeah, we're no longer allowed. Uh, it's called Miss the Target. Get it? <laughs>
4: hey, girl. Because we'll be dressed as women. I love it. You know what Mikey asked me, our producer? He said, is this the moment Walmart gets up off the mat? Has what? Target oh. created an opening? Oh, Kmart. Yeah, Walmart's doing fine. Well, Kmart's done. Are they so, gone Yeah, completely? they are
0: gone. Yeah, they started in they Michigan, were... but I think they could make a comeback. They were down to... They could be Q-Mart. <laughs>
4: It's K. It's just Special K, the drug now. It's just the they store. Ju- the corporation's just, no longer in business, but they're selling Special K yeah, in the parking lot beside. You just the
0: walk in and get a ketamine injection <laughs> and start dancing. They're like, "What? what is this? It's water for $20, like a rave in the early 2000s. A couple of glow sticks at Kmart. <laughs>
4: Imagine they got to do they got to fill this brick and mortar space somehow. Yeah,
0: well, they should. They're not filling
4: it with anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wouldn't it be great, though, like a place like Target? So what they're trying to do now is in the South, they're like, well, we took the pride merchandise. We moved it because of our employees fears for their safety, because that's what they do now. Whenever they do something ridiculous. Right. They then try to indemnify themselves against criticism by saying, well, people want to kill us for this. Right. Which isn't true. No. But if you believe people want to kill you for your ideas, maybe your ideas aren't great. Maybe it's not bigotry. Maybe these are just bad ideas. Like maybe chopping a kid's nuts off is a bad idea. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm not even saying it is. I don't want to be bigoted. No, no. I don't want to be (laughs) close-minded. I don't want to be close-wounded. I'm no stick in the mud or an ex-stick in the mud, if you will. Okay, but maybe. Maybe there are people out there that are like you know not unreasonable to think a five year old should hold on to their genitalia a little longer. I you know I I, I think that's nuts, but I will say that
0: <laughs> there <laughs> it is, <laughs> bang bang. But no, it's true. It's it's if you are doing something that is. In any form or whatever, sexualizing children, Mm -hmm. you're going to get, I don't know, a little bit of pushback. I suppose you should expect that. But I would assume the most reasonable people aren't like, you know, the guy who works at Target who also works at the Pizza Hut slash KFC thing. They, they're not responsible for it No. I don't think they're the ones that design the merchandise the person <laughs> that's checking you out at the register no I'd like to meet whoever did have to make the mannequin for the tucket <laughs> where they're like what what do you want me to do here they're like I don't know they're like do you want me to use like uh, can I just put do I just put a jock strap on the guy one they're like whoa buddy
4: hold on now. this needs
0: to be a whole new thing <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes out to the dumpster. <laughs> trying to make this thing like here's your frankenstein I don't
4: nonsense t- i don't know what to tell you you guys <laughs> yeah, like, we have inclusive mannequins now like what is going on in the world it's such a dumb time to be alive everything is horrible because it's i don't know what's real
0: or not anymore i think that's how a lot of people feel but yeah. i mean it is real mm-hmm. but it is also just it's pointless yeah like there's no reason that any of it
4: exists this is the thing where I think the Democrats weaponize this effectively, to use one of their terms, is I actually think they go too far on purpose because they know people are going to push back against you know, teaching a two-year-old to switch genders in a swimsuit. Of course. But that allows them to characterize the pushback as hatred. And they get support. It. Yeah, they yeah. get support by saying, "Hey, just don't be on the side of those hateful people." You know, I know we have other problems. I know you can't pay your bills, and you don't feel safe going to the store. We'll get to that, but in the meantime, reelect us because these people are going to kill you. That's what I think they do.
0: Well, even as okay, let's say as conservative, you have. I was talking to somebody last night. We talk about Obama in the beginning, where there was money given to people, you kind of to fix the uh, mortgage crisis mm-hmm. and stuff that was actually being done by the Democrat Party at one time. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want to be the president now? <laughs> Honestly, this is the worst time to ever be uh, be in charge of anything. Who would want to be in charge of like look, it was a great time. We had uh we had the riots. Uh, everybody hated each other. Nobody knew their genders. There was a shooting every four seconds. <laughs> the borders uh, opened. Everybody was poor. Uh, uh, the dollar was worth nothing. We, we made up a ceiling, yeah, even I mean, though the
4: amount of money you, we created you, might as well be a quadrillion. You literally got to the orgy after the girls went home. Right. You got, you got to the orgy after the thems went home. No, Not sure. even the girls. It's, no, a,
0: the... it's a bad time to be alive. <laughs> You're right. That's what I don't understand. So let's like, even as a politician, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to do something good yeah like while you're in office like that's how not there the president of the united states is though Mm -hmm. that's what bothers me is who's really running this entire show because you would think even of being part of any administration and i'm not Mm. saying that barack's was amazing yeah Uh, i'm just saying what wouldn't you say that any administration has at least done one thing good they tried (laughs) now name one
4: thing (laughs) the biden administration has accomplished Listen, one. If well, here, if you're running a drug cartel, he belongs on Mount Rushmore. Well, that's true. If you're a human trafficker,
0: I mean, this guy. That's true. I mean, if you want to legalize weed so much that we got to start
4: uh, <laughs> killing people with fentanyl. <laughs> I mean, who. And I don't know
0: from legal weed. As as a
4: capitalist, the fact that he's invented a whole new line of gender clothing, that's going to be a gazillion dollar industry.
0: That's true, just
4: by mothers who are
0: soccer moms who are like, this is, yeah, I'm all for this. It's roomy. Yeah,
9: don't, please, don't, yeah, don't come in my.
0: It's roomy. There's no, do I wear it upside down? There's no
4: room for my C cups. We're going to talk, Diamond Dave. We're not canceled yet. We're going to do one more break after this. We're being right. We'll get there.
3: The show that's not afraid to tell you the truth.
4: Not only are you not a very nice person, you're also a slob.
3: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. Diamond Dave Landau still in the studio. You can see him in West Nyack, New York this weekend. He is at Levity Live. That's a hot one. Yeah. You can watch Normal World. It's on The Blaze. It is on YouTube. Diamond Dave is on the Kennedy Party panel with myself here tonight. Now, uh, you were a heavy donor to Black Lives Matter. The yes. organization's going bankrupt. Do you feel a little slighted? I do.
0: I was the third largest donor. Um, <laughs> I bought the second mansion.
4: <laughs> I love this story so I, much. Yeah, I
0: don't know how it went bankrupt with the, the so tight
4: spending. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though, <laughs> because none of the corporations they ripped off can say anything. No. Because what, what, are what? you going to now go after Black Lives Matter? Yeah, you can't go, look, we've decided It doesn't matter. Some of the, (laughs) you know, we thought it over. We want our money back. They can't get their money back. The money's been spent. I love it so much. And it's, there's a teachable moment here for every one of these corporations, which is like, you don't have to rewire your entire ethos to accommodate what people are mad about on Twitter. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, You didn't owe these people who clearly weren't scrutinized or vetted in any way before you gave them the money.
0: Right. You can actually believe that black people's lives matter like I do without believing in an organization like all you're doing is donating to outrage yeah there's no reason to donate to outrage what you can do is live your life yeah. uh just by not
4: yeah maybe donate to better schools yeah donate would, to more cops yeah donate to scholarship funds and defense funds but all yeah. they donated to right now was a real sweet pool out in brentwood yeah
0: it's at, well which is now going for pennies on the dollar at an <laughs> auction
4: <laughs> great stuff diamond
9: dave we'll see you on the tv tonight all right